You're listening to the Jewel City Podcast. Make sure to rate the podcast and share with your friends. You can join us in person Sundays at 10 a.m. and 6 p.m. We have something for all ages or online at 10 a.m. Make sure to check out our live groups or small groups. In this podcast, we'll hear a message from Pastor Robert. Well, uh, before I start, you know, sometimes we forget about things and um, Pastor Kerry uh, brought it to our attention about miracles and resurrection of life and healings. And uh, I just want to testify for a moment. I've, I've seen resurrections because 38 years ago I was dead uh, in sins. And the Lord Jesus, Jimmy, touched my heart, saved my soul, put my feet upon the rock, put my name on the roll. And uh, I don't want to ever forget to testify about that, but I've seen miracles too, because April 10th of 2021, I had five strokes and then had a blood clot. My doctors say I shouldn't be uh, alive. And if I lived, I should have been in a nursing home with somebody feeding me and not knowing who I am or where I am. But I'm glad this morning that I'm not in a nursing home, that I'm standing in the Superdome of all Superdomes. Nobody's feeding me. You can tell I'm feeding myself quite well. God has been good. He's been faithful, not only to me, but many others in the house. If God's been faithful to you, would you get up and just get God a great hand clap and a shout of praise. I said, has God done anything? Has he, has he resurrected anybody from the dead? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, sit down and let me preach. The title of the message is The Rugged Journey. This journey that we're on is rugged. And usually I don't tell a story, but before I get into the word, but I'm going to today. A man by the name of Bill Irwin, I-R-W-I-N, you can Google it, was not the first person to ever walk the Appalachian Trail. He wasn't the first. He was not the only individual to begin on a mountain in Georgia and conclude on a mountain in Maine. 2,100 miles this rough journey, 2,100 miles. And on this journey, he faced obstacle after obstacle after obstacle. But he was an overcomer. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, you're an overcomer. He endured the snow, the heat, and the rain. He didn't have a red roof in, he slept on the ground, had some obstacles. You Google this man, it'll tell you that he waded across the streams and he shivered in the cold. Bill Irwin was not the first man to accomplish this feat, but he was the first in this respect. He was totally blind. 2,100 miles. He was 50 years old. When in 1990, he set out on this journey, this rugged trail. He was a recovering alcoholic in his past life. But when he started this journey, he was a committed, faithful 
Christian. And the first scripture that he memorized was 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7. For we walk by faith and not by sight. And that's exactly what Bill did. Bill didn't use a map. He didn't use a GPS and he didn't use a compass. It was just Bill, a German shepherd, which was a seeing eye dog, Google it, cause Google's always right. <laughs> and rough, rugged terrain. Bill, a dog, and 2,100 miles of rugged terrain. When you read his story, he estimated that he fell 5,000 times. You look at that eight month journey, eight months, 20 times a day on an average that he fell. But he was an overcomer. He battled hypothermia. Read his story. He battled cracked ribs. I go for surgery. I know a little bit about ribs. I'm waiting on surgery. I know how it can be. Said he had cuts on his hands and on his knees. Why was that? Because he fell some 20 times a day. But he was a what? He made it. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, you're gonna make it. So how did he make it? Anybody know? By what? Faith and not sight. So you and I, so to speak, are doing the same, not on the trails of the Appalachian, but on the trials of life. April 10th, I fell. Didn't know what happened, so to speak. I didn't literally fall. I was eating ice cream, Gibby's ice cream. Don't go there, it's bad for you. <laughs> He's here somewhere. <laughs> If you notice his Pittsburgh Steelers shirt, he blacked out the name on the back because it was Antonio Brown. He'd been in trouble and Gibson wouldn't go out and buy another shirt because he cheapskate. So he, he blacked out. That's a whole nother story. Huh. So we're on this journey of the trials of life. How many's ever had some trials of life? How many's ever been knocked down on your knees or your hands? You've had a few bruises along the journey. Actually, you and I are walking on a road that is even steeper and longer than the path that Bill was on. And this path that I wanna preach about, and if you miss this this morning, you'll miss the whole thing. It's the path between offered prayer and answered prayer. There's a journey between when you offer up your prayer and when the answered prayer comes and sometimes it's a long time, sometimes we don't see it on this side of heaven. But God is a God that answers prayer. Can somebody say amen? It's the time between supplication when you're just humbled and you're earnestly praying. God, it's that time between when you're supplicating in prayer and that time where celebration finally comes. It's a long journey sometimes, Mary, between those two periods. It's a time 
between the tears of fear and, and the tears of joy. I don't know how long you'll cry before the tears of joy will show up. The weeping may last for a night, but joy will come in the morning. How long will it be before the night when you're praying and you've got tears and then there are tears of fear, but then all of a sudden tears of joy come. I don't know how long. It's that pathway for that journey with Bill in, in the Appalachian Mountain, it was, it was 2,100 miles and it was eight months long and I, see, I bet it seemed like a lot longer than that. My mom prayed for my brother for probably 35, 40 years before she had the tears of fear dry up and the tears of joy show up. Can someone say amen? It's that time between, help me, oh Lord, it's that time when you're saying, help me, oh Lord, and then that time shows up. It's that offered prayer before the answered prayer, and then that, help me, oh Lord, and then all of a sudden it's a, thank you, Lord. Has anybody ever had a season in your life where you said, help me, Lord, and, and it seemed like a long journey, but there came that day where you could lift your hands and say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Do you know the road that I'm talking about today? Has any of you ever been on that journey? Talk to me a little bit this morning. Has anybody ever been on that journey? The time between offered prayer and the time of answered prayer. It's a tough, tough journey. Do you know that it grows dark sometimes with doubt? So if you can relate to that in your life, stand with me for the reading of the word. You thought I was gonna let you get by with that. My mouth is dry. I say whatever just comes to my mind. These young girls that sang a little bit ago, they sang that song, their sisters, first song we opened up with them. A few weeks ago, after they sang, I got up and I, I made this comment. I said, my goodness, that had cornbread and soup beans all over it. You remember when I said that? A guy, I called him yesterday. You sent me his number to call him. His dad's dying in the uh, nursing home. And he said, Pastor, we've not been able to be here for a few weeks, but I love you. He said, I love it because you just say what's on your mind. Some people don't like that. And he said, you said a couple weeks ago when them young girls sang that that had cornbread and soup beans all over it. And he said, my wife and I have been laughing ever since you said that. <laughs> so let this story in the book of John encourage you. John chapter four, verse 46 and 47. So Jesus came again into Cana of Galilee, where he made the water wine. And there was a certain nobleman whose son was sick at Capernaum. When he heard that Jesus was come out of Judea into Galilee, he went unto him and besought him that he would come down and heal his son, for he was at the point of death. Pastor Aaron, bless the reading of the word. Mighty God. Your presence is so strong here today. Father, we thank you for the word, Lord God, and the power that it brings, Lord God. Father, I pray that you would stir the faith. Continue to stir it, Lord God. As it's been stirred, we opened up our eyes and we saw the miraculous of every individual that lifted up a hand to testify that my God, 
My God has touched me. My God has delivered me. My God has healed me. My God has restored me. My God has brought me from, from sin into the light. My God is able to do all things. That's right. and Lord, I pray that this word would touch our hearts and that we would still realize that our God is not done working, that our God is not in the grave, but our God is in heaven, ascended, is in interceding on our behalf every day. I pray that this word would touch us and bless us, Lord God. I pray that you would allow pastor to just preach as you gave it to him, Lord God. And I ask your blessing in the name of Jesus. And amen. Amen. You may be seated. The Bible says that this father was a nobleman. A nobleman. He was a man of high standing in the court of Herod. A man of great influence, of probably great wealth and power. He had a position of status, but none of that mattered for he had a son who was very ill. You need to listen to what I'm about to say. The day will eventually come when every man needs help. Every man. There'll be a day that will come you think that you're strong, you think you can handle everything on your own, well then you are a very foolish individual. The severe disasters of life are beyond any man's control. You can't stop certain things, do you hear me? In John 4 and 49, the noble man saith unto him, Sir, come down. Come. Come to my house. My son is very ill. My son's about to die. Now there is no doubt in my mind that this prominent man hadn't already summoned every physician to come and look at his son. And nobody can help him. You've all heard the statement, the almighty dollar. Well, the dollar is not almighty. There is only one that is almighty, and that is the Lord God Almighty. Give him a hand clap and a shout of praise. It don't matter how much money you got, there are certain things that will come in your life that you will not have control over. But God has control over all things. Somebody give him another shout of praise. Bless you, Lord. Listen to me, this father had quite the walk. When you read and you look into that, from Capernaum to Canaan was approximately 18 to 20 miles. 18 to 20 mile walk to get Jesus wondering, did I leave my son's side by mistake? Think about it, if it was your son, you've got a choice to make. Should I stay with my son? Should I stay here? Should I hold his hand? Or shall I journey 18 to 20 miles of rough journey and difficult road to get to Jesus? There's a lesson here for us to learn. The fact that he persevered. We're gonna make it. We're gonna make it, do you hear me? In every situation, if our heart is right and we'll follow Jesus, we are gonna make it. He kept his eyes on the only hope that he had and that was in Jesus. And that showed the faith of his heart. We sing a song here, all my hope is in Jesus. If you trust anything and you put your hope in anything, anyone other than Jesus, friend, you are in trouble. But Jesus will show up at the right time, every time, and he will walk you through the rough journey of life. Give him a hand clap and a shout of praise. 
Psalms 31 and 24, be of good courage and he shall strengthen your heart. All you that hope in the Lord. Reference only in verse 47, he went and he begged Jesus to come to Capernaum to heal his son who was about to die. He was direct. He begged Jesus to come to Capernaum. He said, I need you. Come with me right now. So this response of Christ, it might surprise you. Look at your Bibles in verse 48. Then said Jesus unto him, except ye see signs and wonders, you will not believe? Let me read the NIV to you. Will you never believe in me unless you see miraculous signs and wonders? He's saying you gotta walk by what? Faith and not by sight. Jesus was teaching the man that his word alone was enough. Sometimes we just gotta, John, you and I was having this discussion about a man that got saved this week that you've been praying for for 15 or 20 years. I got a cracking going on. It's driving me crazy. It was on my mind, so I said it, okay? That the man wanted to see everything in black and white. We got black and white, but we also got red. Sometimes God's word, all the time, God's word is all we need. But we're still in the flesh and we wanna see it. Do you hear me? Not only did he ask Jesus for help, but he also told Jesus how he wanted him to help him. Anybody ever been guilty? Where you pray and you ask God for a miracle and then you tell God how to do his job. Anybody ever do that? He said, Lord, I need you to come with me to Capernaum to my house and heal my son. Where all I had to do was say, Lord, I need you. Lord, I'm asking you to heal my son. But no, no, Lord, this is how you're gonna do it. Lord, you're gonna come with me on this 18 to 20 mile journey, and when we get there, you're gonna touch my son, and you're gonna heal him. Come, come, let us go. In this miracle, he cautioned against the conditional faith of people. Conditional faith. Contingent faith is the faith of sidewalk Chalk, I don't know, this just came to me this morning and we threw it together real quick. Sidewalk chalk. There's blue. There's orange. There's white. You people over there, I'm sorry, you sat on the wrong side of the building. And there's pink. It's beautiful when the sun shines on it, but when the rain comes. Just a very simple illustration. How's your faith? It's beautiful when the sun shines, but it washes away when the rain falls. Man, I've seen a lot of people, myself, my faith looked like a rainbow. 
April 9th of 2021. But April 10th, about seven o'clock in the evening of 2021, my faith all of a sudden looked like sidewalk chalk and the rain came. I serve you, Lord. I believe in you, Lord, if I get my miracle. Don't mean to offend, but I've, the majority of people that I've seen in 28 years of ministry come to church, they come during the storm of life. And a large percentage of them, once they get their answered prayer, and it looks like the rainbow, they leave until the rain comes. I believe in you, Lord, if you do what I ask you to, if you do it when I ask you, and if you do it how I ask you. Jeremiah 29 and 13, and you shall seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. This man was helped because he was persistent. John 4 and 49, the nobleman saith unto him, sir, come now. Lord, please come now before my little boy dies. Come now. Here's Jesus' response in verse 50. Jesus saith unto him, go thy way, thy son liveth. Go thy way. Twofold, faith and obedience. Go thy way, your son liveth. Go by faith and your obedience, your son will live. Such good news. This man had to have been overwhelmed. My son is going to live. I've got an answered prayer, or do I? Did he not ask Jesus to come with him? Now Jesus says, you go thy way. If that would have been me, I would have gulped. I would have looked at the Lord. I would have looked at the road. And I said, oh, I ask you to come and go with me. Jesus answered the man's prayer, or did he? The man probably didn't really know. The man asked Jesus to go with him to Capernaum, but Jesus told him, go back home. Your son liveth. This is the moment that the father, Crystal, set out for the longest walk of his life. That 18 to 20 miles from Capernaum to Cana had to be a long journey. But now he's offered up his prayer. And now he's gonna turn around and he's gonna walk 18 to 20 miles back knowing that he's offered his prayer and when I get there, will my prayer be answered? Have you walked that road? Where you've offered up a prayer? And you didn't know if it was answered there. And you had to wait. The prayer was offered in Cana, but would the prayer be answered in Capernaum? How did the man respond? How did he respond? Are you on that road right now? In his mind, he was probably thinking, what if I arrive in Capernaum? And my prayer's not answered. If my prayer's not answered, I'm 18 or 20 miles away from the Messiah. He may have moved on. How am I going to get him if I get home 
and my son is not healed. He made his choice, and we all have to make a choice. He made his choice, the man took Jesus at his word, and he departed. He could have stayed right there, I'm not leaving until you come with me. But he took Jesus at his word. There's only one thing the Lord cannot do, and that is lie. And if the Lord gives you a word, you hang on to it. You stand on it, do you hear me? Verse 50, the second part of the, the verse, and the man believed the word that Jesus had spoken unto him, and he went on his way. Note the words, note the words. As he was going, as he was going, his servants come to him. It's an act of obedience. He didn't sit down and name it and claim it, blab it and grab it. It's an act of obedience. The Lord told him to go and he went. And because he listened and trusted and he was on his journey, on his way home, being obedient with his faith, his servants showed up and said, your son is okay. Let's look at it. Verse 51, and as he was going down, his servants met him and told him, saying, thy son liveth. Then inquired he of them the hour when he began to mend. He said, my son's all right. When did this take place? And they said unto him, yesterday at the seventh hour, the fever left him. So the father knew that it was at the same hour. And when Jesus said unto him, thy son liveth and himself believed and what? His whole house. This again, the second miracle that Jesus did when he was come out of Judea into Galilee. The seventh hour, it was about one o'clock, the very time Jesus had spoken the word. The man witnessed to his whole house. Do you hear me? Stand with me this morning. Matthew 5 and 16. Stay focused with me. I'll only be another 30 minutes. Let your light shine before men. I won't stop there, a thought just come to my mind. The most effective light is not when we're on the mountaintop. Let your light shine before all men. The most effective way we can share our light is when we've been knocked to the ground. It's not when we're on the mountain, victorious but when we've been knocked by the trials of life. Let your light shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. The miracle was not just in the life, listen to this. The miracle was not just in the life of the boy, in the saving faith. The miracle was in the saving faith of the entire family not just the life of the boy. You get that? The boy lived, but eventually he died. How do I know that? It's been over 2,000 years, I don't see him walking around. I don't see nobody that old. 
I'm getting old, but I ain't that old, right? The life-giving miracle of Jesus was short-term. We're more, more focused oftentimes on the short-term miracle. And I'm sorry that a lot of your prayer was not answered in the way that you thought it should be answered. But our thoughts are not his thoughts. And our ways are not his ways. And just because you offered up a prayer in Cana, so to speak, in your life, and when you arrived in your Capernaum, it wasn't answered, does not mean that God did not hear you and does not mean that God didn't answer your prayer. It means that God didn't answer your prayer in your timetable and in your way. And I pray that all of our prayers would be answered between here and our journey to heaven. But if not, Kelly, when we get to heaven, when the nobleman got home, he realized that the presence and the power of the Lord had already been there. Hmm, my goodness. When he got home, but on the journey, he didn't know it. He didn't understand it. He didn't know what he was getting into, but when he got there, he realized the presence and the power of the Lord had already went before him. Your prayer may never be answered this side of heaven, but when you get home, you will realize that the presence and the power of the Lord had already went ahead of you. When you get there and you see, you'll be able to look back and know that the God who loves you had already been ahead of you with his presence and his power. Give God a hand clap and a shout of praise. Ho! Ho! Listen to me. I quoted a little bit of it, but Isaiah 55 and 8, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are my ways your ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. Again, I'm sorry that maybe your prayer didn't get answered the way you wanted it to. Thursday morning at five after one in the morning, my phone rang. And I picked it up in one of our faithful members, Ivan Van Order. He's home now, but he was in Ruby Memorial. He's got cancer in the pancreas. And I answered that phone. He said, Pastor, this is Ivan. And he started mumbling and I had to really listen and he said this three or four times, I can't give up. I can't give up. I can't give up. He's been knocked, but he's got a mentality of perseverance that I can't give up. 
Some in this building, and I wondered if I needed to talk about this or not. Some here today or on TV, you've been knocked down most of your life with mental illness. I was watching one of the men being interviewed on about the Super Bowl, and he's one of the top writers in sports. He's just released a book about his own battle with depression. Been knocked down. And nobody wants to talk about it. But you can't give up. Suicide is not the answer. On that 2,100 mile journey, eight months, when Bill Irwin was knocked down, when he come to a river and his dog would swim ahead of him, the story told me, and his dog would stand on the other bank and would bark, and this blind man would go toward the sound of his dog. I am not comparing his dog with the Lord, but I'm telling you, you got a voice, you got a word in the Bible, and when it speaks, uh, even though if you can't see the other side, you gotta wade out into the water, and you gotta swim, you gotta wade, you gotta walk on the water, or whatever you gotta do, to get to the other side. Don't give up. Don't give up. Don't give up. Look at your neighbor, say neighbor. Don't give up. Look at your other neighbor, say neighbor. Don't give up. How many in the journey, the trials of life, how many have been knocked down a few times? I'm sorry that your prayer for your loved one maybe wasn't answered and they didn't get healed. But when you know the Lord and you die, Tony, you receive the ultimate healing. My ways are not your ways. Isn't it amazing we all wanna die and go to heaven? Excuse me, let me back up. We all wanna go to heaven. None of us wanna die to go to heaven. Walking by faith. Walking by obedience. How do we do that? Same way you eat an elephant. One bite at a time, one step at a time. Amen. This is the issue of not yet answered prayer. Or maybe not yet answered in the way I want it. How do you find the strength to do what Bill Irwin did in the Appalachians? You just gotta walk by faith. Johnny, you gotta walk by faith and not by sight. How many feels like you're on that trial of life right now, huh? Howie, you gotta walk by faith, not by sight, it's gonna be all right. I'm sorry you find yourself between Canaan, Cana and Capernaum. The truth is Christ will not remove all of the pain between here and heaven. You read the Bible, and I'm gonna close. You read the Bible from the very beginning to the maps in the back, and God never removed the pain of anybody on their journey of life. And I'll leave you with this, but there's one promise, Amy. He said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. And I find great comfort in that. I don't know what I'm going to endure. 
before the Lord takes me home. When I go to the hospital, when I go to the nursing homes, and I see some of our saints, what they've had to go through, I think to myself, Lord, come quickly. I find nothing interesting, exciting about dying that way. I'd rather go in the rapture, but I don't have that choice. But he said to me, I'll never leave you, and I'll never forsake you. One more time, look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, we're going to make it. Can we give the Lord a hand clap of praise? Give him a hand clap this morning. Carrie, you're going to make it. Hear me? I heard your testimony this morning. You're going to make it. Your family's going to make it. Every head bowed and every eye closed. If you're here this morning and you're a Christian, you're a Christ follower, and you feel like you've been knocked down. Today, you want to make a choice to get back up, be like Bill on that Appalachian Trail. He could have turned around, but every time he fell, approximately 20 times a day, he got back up. Today, you want to make a choice that you want to get back up. Would you slip your hand high? Slip your hand high. Slip your hand high. Come on, high. Not half mask. High. That's right. That's right. God sees those hands. I got people waving both hands. That's right. You wave them both hands, both feet. You've been knocked down for your last time. Father, I humbly come before you, Lord God, and acknowledge, Lord, that you are almighty. You are the giver of life. God, you're the sustainer of life. But God, you're the healer of life. And I pray, God, and ask you to heal your people today, emotionally, mentally, physically, financially, whatever, Father, heal them, God. Help them back up, God. Mend their broken hearts, Father. Breathe on them afresh. Breathe on them, Father. It's in my spirit. Breathe on them, Lord, right now. Breathe on them, Jesus. Father, we bless you. We honor you. Those that raised your hand this morning, I'm going to double dog dare you to step out of your seat and walk to an altar. It's kind of like a step of obedience, a step of faith, like the man that had to walk by faith and had to go back home. Would you step out of your seat and walk to an altar and say, I've had enough. I'm not sitting back no longer. I'm not going to sit back and just hold my hand up. I'm going, I'm going, I'm going. I'm getting out of this mess. I'm getting up. I'm not going to wallow in this mess no more. No more. Come, come on, come. Come. Today's your day. Today's your day. Help is on the way. Press through as we heard earlier. Press through. I've had enough. I'm going to leave it at the altar. I'm going to lay it at his feet. These trials are too heavy. This hill, this mountain is too high. The river is too wide. It's too deep. I can't make it to the end on my own. I need you, Lord. I need you, Lord. I've carried it too far. I can't even walk without you holding my hand. Come and pray. As every head is bowed and people are still coming and every eye is closed. All over here this morning, do you know Christ? Have you given your heart to the Lord? If you ask him to forgive you, if not, right where you're at. And I'm not gonna challenge you and ask you to come to this altar. Right where you're at, would you slip your hand high and say, today, I wanna give my life to Jesus. Is there one? I see your hand. 
Somebody else, I see your hand. Somebody else, somebody else, somebody else. Somebody else, slip your hand up high. I don't wanna miss nobody, I don't wanna miss nobody. I see both of you, like. Somebody else, somebody else. Somebody else, somebody else, I'm not missing anybody. You that raised your hand, I want you to look right at me. Look right at me, that's it. Look right at me. Pray this prayer out loud. Will you do me a favor? Will you reach over and take somebody by the hand beside of you? Take somebody by the hand. Take the young lady. Take, that's right, that's right. You just made a public, public confession. Pray this prayer out loud with me. Would you do that? Look right at me. Lord Jesus, today, I ask you to forgive me of my sins. Lord, I'm sorry. And from this day forward, I give you my life. And I need you to walk with me on the rest of the journey. Forgive me, Lord, for I have sinned. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. The Bible says, go ahead, go ahead, give God a hand clap. You are looking at a sinner. The Bible says we've all sinned and come short of the glory. We've all sinned. And we welcome you to the family of God. I say we welcome you one more time. Give God a great hallelujah. Thank you for listening to the Jewel City Podcast. Make sure to rate the podcast and share with your friends. You can join us in person Sundays at 10 a.m. and 6 p.m. We have something for all ages or online at 10 a.m. Make sure to check out our live groups or small groups. 